This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I can't believe that I'm saying that a candidate for president of the United States has bragged about sexually assaulting women. And I have to tell you that I, I can't stop thinking about this. It was uh, passionate uh, First Lady Michelle Obama out on the campaign trail today, uh, a stop for Hillary Clinton in New Hampshire. Uh, with some uh, strong words about the Republican nominee, Donald Trump, and what else has now come to light over the past 24 hours. Uh, numerous different accounts from women about uh, inappropriate advances and groping by Donald Trump. Some going back 10 or 12 years, some going back uh, even further. Now, a lot of these women have different reasons for why they've come forward now or why they remain silent for so long. There's, in fact, a Canadian a woman who now writes for People magazine who, who described who has described her, her fear at uh, retribution from uh, Trump or the Trump organization for, for speaking out, but felt compelled to do so. Now, again, I don't know the specifics of all of these stories and uh, whether all of them will eventually be proven or, or disproven. Uh, but obviously, there is some deliberate timing here to to damage Donald Trump politically. Now, that's not to say that people who had an interest before, say, for example, those running against Donald Trump in the Republican primaries, uh, shouldn't have or couldn't have known about these things or dug a little deeper on some of those things. Right? People have known about uh, Donald Trump for a long time. Donald Trump has had a reputation for a long time. I think people should have seen this coming. In fact, a lot of the people who warned against nominating Donald Trump, people who are Republicans and conservatives, are now saying probably pretty regularly, we told you so. The trap that Donald Trump set for himself here, too, uh, by trotting out women who had made accusations uh, about Bill Clinton, bringing them to the debate on Sunday, holding a news conference with them, saying that we should listen to these women. But it gets back to this whole campaign about you know, believing women who come forward. We went through all of that with the Jean Gomeshi trial and, you know, the hashtag, I believe you. So for Donald Trump to jump on that bandwagon and say, these women say Bill Clinton did these things to them. We should listen to them. We should believe them. To turn around and say, any woman who says anything about me is a filthy liar is a little hypocritical. Not to mention the fact that you're reaching well into the past, these allegations about Bill Clinton, and to say that these are old allegations against you, again, is hypocritical. Now, with some of these women in Bill Clinton's case, Paula Jones, for example, there was a, a settlement in her sexual harassment lawsuit. Now, Bill Clinton didn't admit wrongdoing, but he did settle the lawsuit. Uh, they denied uh, Juanita Broderick's rape charge. She never filed charges. Uh, Kathleen Willey, who had alleged uh, groping by Clinton, as the Washington Post notes, prosecutors concluded there was insufficient evidence to persuade a jury otherwise. So, doesn't mean all these women were lying, but that's just where things stood. So there was a lawsuit, there was a charge brought forward, and in another case, uh, no charges were ever brought forward. So for Donald Trump to say, I don't know why didn't these women go to police... Again, when you've latched on to these other women and these other allegations in the past, that's a little odd. I don't know that you can then turn around and, and make that argument. Now, Donald Trump had quite a, a fiery, passionate speech today. It's curious, too, though. Apparently, he was scheduled to be on Hannity tonight on Fox News. It's pretty safe 
turf for Donald Trump, but uh, canceled that interview. So as he was railing against these women and these accusations today, he said something that, that raised a lot of eyebrows, a suggestion here that the appearance of one of these women should put to rest any notion that he would have harassed her or groped her in any way. Take a look. You take a look. Look at her. Look at her words. You tell me what you think. I don't think so. I don't think so. Here's another problem for Trump in all of this. Like one of the allegations that's come forward from from various women who were part of the, the beauty pageants that Trump runs is that Trump would often come into the dressing room, into the change room, when these women were half naked or totally naked. Now, the problem for Trump is that he bragged about doing so on Howard Stern's radio show. The tape that came out last week of Donald Trump and Billy Bush on this bus, Donald Trump is talking about things he's done to women. What he's allowed to get away with because he's famous. So why should it come as a surprise at all that women are coming forward to say, yeah, that thing that Donald Trump bragged about doing, I'm one of the people he did that to. There was a moment at the debate on Sunday when Anderson Cooper was asking the question about, okay, we talked about doing these things. Did you actually do these things? And it was weird because Donald Trump took, it took a few times for him to actually finally come around to saying, no, I didn't. And it seems like that's one of the other reasons why these, these women are coming forward. Because now Donald Trump has denied, specifically denied doing these things. And so the notion then that you're a liar. I think these women feel compelled to, to give their version of events here. So here was that moment from the debate when the question was asked a few different ways. And Donald Trump had ample opportunity uh, to issue a strong denial. It took him a while to get around to it. You called what you said locker room banter. You described kissing women without consent, grabbing their genitals. That is sexual assault. You bragged that you have sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that? No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the American people. Certainly, I'm not proud of it. But this is locker room talk. You know, when we have a world where you have ISIS chopping off heads, where you have, and frankly, drowning people in steel cages, where you have wars and, and horrible, horrible sights all over, where you have so many bad things happening. This is like medieval times. We haven't seen anything like this, the carnage all over the world. And they look and they see. Can you imagine the people that are, frankly, doing so well against us with ISIS? And they look at our country and they see what's going on. Yes, I'm very embarrassed by it. I hate it. But it's locker room talk. And it's one of those things. I will knock the hell out of ISIS. We're going to defeat ISIS. ISIS happened a number of years ago in a vacuum that was left so, because of bad judgment. And I will tell you, I will take care of ISIS. So Mr. And Trump, we should get on to much more important things and much bigger things. Just for the record, though, are you saying that what you said on that bus 11 years ago did not actually kiss women without consent or grope women without consent? I have great respect for women. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. So for the uh, record, said, you're saying you never I said did that? things that, frankly, you hear these things I said. And I was embarrassed by it, but I have tremendous respect for women. Have you ever and done those things? have respect for me. And I will tell you, no, I have not. Okay, so he finally came around to it, said, no, I've not. 
And so you got women coming forward now saying, well, yes, he did. And here's my story. And there's probably more of it to come. And so a lot of this should have been obvious and predictable. And it's coming at a really bad time for Donald Trump. He's on the defensive. Uh, He's threatened to sue the New York Times for running a story on two of these women. He hasn't actually filed a lawsuit, mind you. He threatened to file one. The New York Times fired back and basically said, well, go ahead. Part of their response here, it says, the essence of a libel claim, of course, is protection of one's reputation. Mr. Trump has bragged about his non-consensual sexual touching of women. He's bragged about intruding on beauty pageant contestants in their dressing rooms. Multiple women not mentioned in our article have publicly come forward to report on Mr. Trump's unwanted advances. Nothing in our article has the slightest effect on the reputation that Mr. Trump, through his own words and actions, has already created for himself. In other words, how do you destroy the reputation of someone who's done so much to destroy his own? Uh, This is what Republicans are, are left with, right? They made their choice. I obviously strongly disagreed with that choice. But that's the bed they made for themselves. I think there's a lot of Republicans who were in that primary campaign who would do, be running away with this election. And instead, they faced a very real prospect of a blowup. The only saving grace possibly here for the Republicans is that in a lot of states, uh, the Senate candidates are outpolling Donald Trump. Like in Pennsylvania, for example, in a key, key state, Trump is losing, uh, but the Republican Senate candidate is winning. So maybe, just maybe, the Republicans won't get steamrolled. And uh, I think if Hillary's going to win this election, I think it's going to be very important that there be a lot of Republicans in the House and Senate to keep her in check. But they've got a mess on their hands, and it's one of entirely of their own making. And for years and years, of course, the Republicans were the voice saying that, you know, Clinton's actions are inappropriate. Clinton's actions should be caused to reject him, should exclude him from politics. That Clinton's a disgrace and we shouldn't have people like that in politics. The candidates have to represent values and morals. Right? That's what the Republicans stood for for so long. And then to turn around and say, well, fine, we've got our own groper here and it's fine now all of a sudden. Well, how is that? And you get the sense that there are a lot of conservatives, like the ones who have pulled their support for Donald Trump. There's the publication Christianity Today, a pretty influential Christian uh, publication in the United States, which has rejected Donald Trump as well. Because I think a lot of them are sort of looking in the mirror and saying, you know, five years from now, do I want to be able to say, you know what, that guy came forward and I stood up against him. So we'll see. There's still, uh, what, four weeks to go until Election Day. And I mean, on the one hand, there's... I think the likely prospect that more is coming out on Donald Trump. There is the possibility that there may be more coming out on Hillary Clinton, too. And you got people involved in WikiLeaks, even now people involved in Anonymous suggesting that, well, hang on, we've got some some big stuff. Maybe they do. Right. There may be more curveballs thrown in this election at 538, which is Nate Silver's website uh, that does all the, the number crunching. Their election projection as of today as Clinton with an 87% chance of winning the election, 13 for Donald Trump. Right? It would seem to be all over but the crying, but who knows what might happen next. But uh, at the moment, it looks really, really bad for Donald Trump and the Republican Party. And you know what? I mean, it could have been so different, so different.
And that's what's sad about this. 403-974-8255 is the telephone number. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back at some open time here before the top of the hour. It's Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.